thank our worship team, everybody. Go ahead and find a seat, everybody. We'll get started with our pizza party soon. Find your seats. Try to keep it to 9 or 10 at each table. Try to keep it to 9 or 10 at each table. Try to keep it to 9 or 10 at each table, everybody. Go ahead and meet somebody new. Try to keep it to 9 or 10 at each table. Find a spot. Find a spot. We are going to get started in a moment with the word. Yeah, find a spot, everybody. I know it's going to take a minute. Full house tonight. Let's go. Well, hey, guys, if I could grab your attention. My name is Jake. I'm one of the youth pastors here. Yeah, you guys can turn your chairs so that you're facing me so that you're not, your back's not to me. That'd be helpful. Um, there's, a, there's a handout on your chairs, or should have been, and that's uh, something you can go ahead and take notes with along the way. I just want to say welcome. Welcome to Week of 100 Pizzas. Welcome to CA Students. More than that, if you're new or visiting here tonight, I just want to say welcome. Thank you so much for coming. We'd just love nothing more than for you to be a part of CA Students, to be a part of the CA Students family. I'm so glad that you're here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And uh, to the CA Students family, what's up? Welcome to you. I'm so glad that you guys are here as well. Hey, um, every week at CA Students, we always take some time to open up the Bible, to open up God's Word, because we believe that the Bible is like no other book. We believe it's actually inspired by God. And so it's the final authority about who God is and what life's all about. And so we love the Bible, and we love to learn about who God is from it. And so that's what we're going to do for a minute. Anybody excited for some pizza tonight? Um, as I was thinking about what we could talk about from God's Word tonight, I was thinking about how, though it's hard to imagine, um, you know, a lot of us are going to get really full tonight after eating some pizza. Yeah, amen, amen, right? But um, what's crazy is... Hard, it'll be hard to imagine when we're very full, but we're going to get hungry again. We're going to get hungry again. And that made me think about one of my favorite verses in the Bible. It's an amazing statement by Jesus. I want you to check it out. It's John 6, 35. Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be hungry. Thirsty. In fact, could you guys just read that with me really quick? Ready? Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. What? What an amazing verse. Jesus is drawing our attention, CA students, to an important fact. Are you ready? Just as we all have a physical need to satisfy our hunger and thirst. Point number one on your handouts is this. You can fill it in with a pen on the back of your chair if you have one. We all have a spiritual need to satisfy the hunger and thirst of the deepest part of us, our souls. We all have a spiritual need to satisfy the hunger and thirst of the deepest part of us, our souls. 
So that's just like a, a fact Jesus is bringing our attention to. Oh, our souls, um, just like our physical bodies have hunger and thirst, our souls have a hunger and a thirst as well. Um, raise your hand. Anybody, what's a food you most often crave? Anybody want to admit what they most often crave? Yes, Olivia. Pho. Amazing. Amazing. Who else? Matthew? in and out of course. Who doesn't uh, love in and out um, Ramen, yes. John? Lime Hot Cheetos? I was like, Cheer Lime Hot Cheerios? I was like, what? <laughs> nice. Nice. Anybody else? Caleb? Gushers. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny to me. That's awesome. Um, just made me think of Gogurt. Do you guys remember when Gogurt was a thing? Anybody? Frozen Gogurt, anybody? Yes, yes. Okay, okay. So, me and my wife Noelle, we just had, um, well, Noelle just had our first child. Uh, his name's William. He's about three months old now. And uh, yeah, he's amazing. He's like been like poop exploding out of his diaper often. Not cool, not cool. Literally, Noelle sends me a, a, a picture today of Noel or, or of Will with just like poop down his back, and she's just like SOS, like help me. Um, and I was at work, so I said sorry. Um, when Noelle was pregnant, uh, she was super. Um, she had some, you know, food cravings. She really loved lemonade, and she like needed bagels. Like I'm talking like DoorDash immediately, Jake bagels. <laughs> so me, like Matthew, I'm just always craving in and out. It's a thing. Love double-doubles. I've once had too many. Too many. Um, so we all know what it is to feel, like, really hungry for some, like, specific food. I wonder, though, more deeply, talking about the soul longing and craving, what's the last thing, if you just were honest with yourself, that you found the deepest part of you craving? See, students. Think about the thing that you feel like, man, if I had that, I'd be good. I'd be satisfied. I'd be okay. Maybe you, some of you guys are like, once this school year is done, I will be okay. <laughs> Maybe uh, you can think about this thing that you've been craving, this longing. Um, it's something that you get, it's the thing you get most anxious about. Maybe it has to do with what does somebody else think of me. Maybe it's something to do with wanting to be liked or wanted or esteemed. Um, I don't know, maybe it's getting this, this or that much engagement on something you create, whether it's social media or art or something like that. Maybe it's wanting to be super successful at something. Maybe if I get league champion, get this time, get this role in the play, I don't know what it is, but you know what it is, this thing that you just, you find your soul longing for. I want to say it's not wrong to desire those things. It's just wrong to worship those things. And it's just that those things, they, they don't meet our deepest longing, the deepest need of our soul, because they weren't designed to. And I want to share with you today, CA students, the thing that you prize most, the thing that you treasure most, the thing that you're like, if I just had that, the truth is, that's what you worship. That's what you glorify. What we prize and treasure and enjoy and love the most, that's actually what we're worshiping. That's what we're glorifying. You glorify something that 
you're prized the most. And the Bible shows that we were actually formed and made to enjoy and be satisfied and to glorify and to worship God alone. And he's the only one who actually can fully satisfy the need of our souls. When I was in high school, part of me thought, you know, hey, once I, maybe, maybe once I, you know, graduate from college and I get an awesome job that I love and I marry, you know, a woman of God who's awesome and, you know, and maybe once we have a kid and I, and I have a house, you know, all these things, I'm going to, I'm going to be, I'm going to make it, I'm going to arrive. And here I am with all those things. And the truth is that those things, as awesome and good as they are, they don't satisfy the deepest need of my soul. I find, as I see in the word of God, that there's actually only one thing that can satisfy the deepest need of my soul. You see, just as our bodies were designed to desire and need food and water, our souls were designed for spiritual food and water. We see in this verse, point number two on your handout, the only thing that can save and satisfy our soul at its most fundamental level is God, is Christ himself. The only thing that can save and satisfy our soul at its most fundamental level is God, is Christ himself. And don't just take it like, oh, you're a pastor, that's what you're supposed to say. Take it from Jesus, like that's what he's saying in John 6, 35. Notice I said we were designed. I meant to say that because we're talking about how we're designed by God. We were created by him. He's our creator. We were made with an infinite desire that was designed to only be able to be satisfied by an infinitely glorious and amazing and beautiful and valuable and precious and powerful and perfect God. See, students, do you ever feel like your desires, your longings are infinite? They are. And they were made to be satisfied only by the one person who is infinite, and it's God himself. If you find within yourself a desire that this world cannot satisfy, it's because you were made for another world. You were made for God. That's something that C.S. Lewis, an amazing Christian author, said. The claim in this verse is that Jesus is not just one option or flavor among many equal preferences that can satisfy us most deeply. He's actually what our souls were designed to need and to crave. At the most fundamental level, we were made for God, and we were made to worship God. Yet, tragedy and treason beyond telling, point number three, all of us, have rejected God and sought other things to be our soul's satisfaction and salvation. All of us have rejected God and sought other things to be our soul's satisfaction and salvation. And don't, when you hear satisfaction, don't just think of a need being satisfied, think of a want being satisfied. We're meant to long for God and enjoy Him, like treasure Him and prize Him, like like, you know that idea of, like, if I only had that, I'd be okay. Man, it's possible for us to feel that way about God. We are meant to feel that way about God. So point number three, again, all of us have rejected God and sought other things to be our soul's satisfaction and salvation. The Bible calls this reality sin. One way to understand sin is that it's trying to satisfy our soul's deepest need 
which is for God, with things besides God. And this destroys us and others, and it dishonors God, and it doesn't work. For example, take it from a raccoon trying to eat um, cotton candy. Can we get that video playing? It's got some cotton candy. <laughs> That's just sad, right? Look at him. Look at him just looking for his cotton candy. Where'd it go? Another chance, another chance. <laughs> All right, you can cut the video, Jacob. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's a ridiculous video. But I just say it because that's kind of like what sin is like. It looks really shiny. It looks really amazing. It looks like it's going to satisfy our soul. But ultimately, when it goes into your stomach, it's poison. It's just pure sugar, <laughs> right? It's actually death. And like that, it just disappears really fast. We are tempted to buy the lie that fill in the blank besides God will ultimately satisfy our spiritual hunger and thirst, our need. If you heard of Genesis in the beginning of the Bible, Adam and Eve bought this lie originally. The fruit and what it represented looked so good. It looked so satisfying. And Adam and Eve chose to believe the lie of the enemy that something could be more satisfying and more saving to their souls than God himself. They banked on sin, and it broke them and the universe. We've all bought that lie, guys. We've all sinned. That's what the Bible says. And our sin separates us from God, and, and it earns his judgment. God would be just. He'd be fair. He'd be righteous. He'd be in the right to give us what we wanted, which is separation from him, and what we deserved, which is condemnation for forever. He would be in the right to do that. But, can I get an amen? Because he is a gracious and compassionate God, point number four, God made a way to forgive us of our sins, be reconciled to him, and to be forever and finally satisfied and saved. In his grace, in his generosity, God made a way to forgive us of our sins, to be reconciled to him, and to be forever and finally satisfied and saved. And that brings us back to the verse that we opened with, because point number five, and we're almost done, the way to be reconciled to him, forgiven, born again, saved and ultimately satisfied is to believe in Jesus. It's faith. Let's read the verse one more time. If you can get the verse back up there, Jacob. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. This is Jesus talking. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. He's not talking about physical hunger and thirst there. He's talking about spiritual hunger and thirst. He's talking that ultimately the greatest need of your soul to be reconciled to a holy God and to know him, to be one with God, can only happen through Jesus Christ and believing in him. And, see, students, this is important. This verse shows us that believing in Jesus, it's not just believing facts. It's coming to him. To have our souls satisfied. See, students, I want to say 
A Christian is not a perfect person. A Christian is not someone who just believes facts that Jesus lived, died, and rose again, though, though they do believe those things, and those things are important. But the thing is, the enemy, the devil, even believes those facts. It's just that he hates them. But a Christian is a person who believes those facts and who cherishes them and who loves them. A Christian is someone who treasures, prizes, and loves Christ above everything else. Someone who has come to Christ to have their spiritual hunger and thirst finally satisfied forever. Don't get me wrong. No one will ever be perfect at this in this life. But a Christian makes war with anything that would compete with Christ as being the ultimate satisfaction of their souls. So to sum up, we have a deep fundamental need, spiritual need, and without it being met, we're spiritually dead. Point number two, I'm kind of giving them in different words, Christ satisfies the ultimate need of our souls to know and be reconciled to God. See, students, we've all sinned by trying to satisfy our soul outside of God. For Jesus Christ made a way for us to be forgiven of our sin and reconciled to God and satisfied in him. And number five, we access this forgiveness by believing in Christ, which is coming to him to have our soul truly satisfied and saved in him. I remember just a couple months ago, I was, I was doing some uh, I was doing some scripture memory and uh, basically just memorizing some Bible verses because um, it's just so powerful. It's not just any book, you know, it's, it's inspired by God. And so the word itself is powerful. And so I was memorizing some Bible verses and I, as I was doing that, I was feeling just a love for God well up in my heart. I was feeling just this deep satisfaction in God, this closeness with him. And I just can honestly say, CA students, that, I feel like I truly experienced what the Bible's talking about in terms of my soul, my, the deepest, my spiritual hunger and thirst being satisfied in a way that nothing else in this world can compare. I, I, I honestly thought to myself, I feel like I could die right now because I've tasted that the Lord is good. <laughs> I've tasted this, this love that nothing else compares to. Because I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm experiencing this closeness with the Lord. And maybe some of you guys are like, man, how do I develop this as we close and we get ready to eat pizza? <laughs> it's like, how, how do I, like, I don't feel hungry for God. And I just want to say, if you're a Christian and you feel no desire for God, that's a little concerning. Like, you should be a little concerned about that. And you should, you should be asking the Lord, getting on your face and saying, God, Give me a desire for you. Because again, a Christian is not just someone who just dryly believes some facts. A Christian is someone who comes to Jesus to have their soul satisfied in him, who treasures Jesus, who wants him, who, who pursues him. And not that we always feel 100%. No, our feelings can go up and down. But it's someone who is worshiping Christ. There's this verse, Proverbs 27, 7. And it says, one who is full loathes, which means hates, honey from the comb. But to the hungry, even what is bitter tastes sweet. And I just want to say, there's a chance, if you feel no desire for God, that you're 
filling yourself so much with other things that feel like they're, they're satisfying your soul. And in reality, they're like that cotton candy that can't ultimately satisfy your soul. So I want to encourage you, if you feel no desire for God, it's not that you're not a God person or something like that. It's just maybe you're satisfying yourself or thinking you're satisfying yourself with all these other things, distracting yourself from what can truly ultimately satisfy your soul for eternity. And so I just want to put it before you today. Find the fulfillment and the satisfaction for the deepest need of your heart and soul. Don't look for it in any other place, but look for it in Jesus Christ. And we, we, we want to be with you on the journey as you, as you experience that. Let me pray, and we'll jump into our pizza party. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for just this night. Thank you for this, just your word and how you tell us the truth, God. And I pray that you would give every single one of us um, a passion for you, a desire for you. I feel like maybe there's somebody in here who never has in their life ever said, you know what, I've tried everything else to satisfy the deepest longing in my soul, but I need, I'm, I'm, I'm giving Jesus I'm giving you my life. I, I, I need you to satisfy me. God, I pray that, that they would just make that decision even right now. That they would come to you for salvation and for satisfaction forever. We love you so much, Lord. In Jesus' name, everybody said? Amen. Amen, amen, amen. amen. Hey.